Hey friends, let me jump in here real quick to remind you of our sponsor, 25 Transportation and Solutions. That's 25 Transportation and Solutions. They give you quality transportation, delivery services that you can depend on, getting your freight to and from its destination safe and secure. Contact them at info at 25.org. That's I-N-F-O at T-W-E-N-T-Y, the number five, ive.org or you can call them at 240-479-6376 see you out on the road now let's get back to our episode of the truth and coffee time podcast Hey friends, welcome to the Truth and Coffee Time podcast with Diverse Love. I am Denise. And I'm Brian. Get your coffee or whatever your cup of joy is and settle in for some bold conversations, some random topics, a few cuss words, and a whole lot of us. Brian, let's go. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey friends, this is... Miss Denise and Mr. B, we're with the Truth and Coffee Time podcast, and today we have Pierre Campbell from the Leadership Network on with us. We've actually been trying to get Pierre. Yeah, clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. Come on, come on, um, engineer, make sure you put some claps in there for us. But we've actually been trying to get Pierre on the podcast now, I think for, for about a month or so, a couple of months or so, but his schedule has been so busy and uh, I'm just so happy um, that you're here. I met you a long time ago, uh, brought my husband into yeah. to meeting you. You've just been a great asset to our life and very positive um, asset to our life as well. My husband talks about your football journey and I know you'll talk about that a little bit. I just want to say welcome, 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 Pierre Campbell. And can you introduce yourself and give us a little bit about who you are? Well, first of all, Denise and Brian, I appreciate y'all for having me on. It's, this is love. This is what we do. This is this. You know, I think that it's important for us to to do what we are supposed to do when we come to this earth. Mm. And I was born to do what I do today. That's right. Yeah. And 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 a part of the the, the challenges that most of most of us we don't value what comes easily and natural to us mm-hmm. and so just want to tell you what just connecting you connecting to you all first originally from nielsen y'all bringing me in you bringing me into nielsen as a as my client I, I really appreciate that and then over the years continuing to connect with b i mean like a brother like and when i say a brother y'all know what i'm talking about i close my eyes <laughs> like listen to he's a brother <laughs> <laughs> so so it's just a beautiful thing just to see your journey and I'm I'm glad to be a part of it. So just a little bit about me. I I also um I help people articulate their values so they can have higher earning potential. That is something that comes extremely natural and easy for me. So that say, say, say it again. Say it one more time, Pierre. What do you help us do? Because yeah, I'm I a help, living witness. Yeah, yeah. I help individuals and organizations and corporations 
articulate their value so that they can have higher earning potential. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, if you don't understand how to articulate your value, then how are you going to attract what it is that you're trying to get as far as customers, as far as clients, Absolutely. as far as relationships, as far as whatever it is that you're trying to attract, because whether we believe it or not, we are attracting every day. Yeah, absolutely. Right. absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, and then, and then the other side of it is our, our company we have, we do, we have contracts with diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, where we teach out of the curriculum of unconscious bias, microaggression, allyship, corporate trauma, and we do DEI coaching with executive coaching and leadership development. And so I think that this is important. These conversations are important because uh, we talk about things that are tangible all the time. Yeah, absolutely. But, but truly the intangible drives the, the tangible. Absolutely. Let right. me ask you something, Pierre, because you, you touched on diversity, equity, inclusion. My husband always says to me, you know you you got Pierre to thinking about DE&I. You tapped the D. And, and he just took it and ran with it. Because when I first met you, you, you really honed in on talents and gifts and making yep. us recognize what we have inside. Mm -hmm. But then at that one, I remember at that event, you had something clicked with you because I, I, I always think of the one picture of the older white lady hugging you and tears in her eyes and thanking you for what you had imparted in her, you know? And I always say that was a pivotal point for Pierre. I could see it all over, everything. you can see it in the picture. So do you agree with that? And that that journey just really just started really unfolding in that era? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it was one of those things where I naturally, I always say that diversity, equity, inclusion, those things are human relational skills. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to something that you always have to pay attention to the things that come easily and natural to you. Yes. That came easily and natural to me. When, when she started, she came to me and spoke to me and said how this impacted her life. And what I started to think in my mind is like, man, I wonder, think about it. Her parents probably yes. didn't agree with what y'all, <laughs> just y'all, yes. right? Her parents, and you're right, Brian. Her parents, you know, and maybe she didn't agree with the situation mm -hmm. and she just embraced me as a human being. So I took that, yes, you're absolutely right. I took that and I started to realize, wait a minute, there's something here. And then of course, all of the things that happened in our society over the years yeah. started to say, okay, Pierre, you need to tap into this. Yes, you always work with people's talents, gifts and strengths, but you need to tap into this as well. Mm -hmm. That comes extremely natural to you, which is human relational skills. Yeah. So, so yes, yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. Yes. So my my husband always say like you you tapped into something right then where you said her being an older white lady at one point she might have not agree with this interracial relationship. Her parents and her parents parents. Brian had a similar situation um with his grandparents cuz his grandparents loved me to death. But mm -hmm. there were similar situations with his relatives, his his relatives, his his grandparents' relatives, you know what I'm talking yeah, about, honey? Exactly. Where they didn't, they didn't agree. His really? grandmother on his father's side, she um, made it known that she didn't want to have, uh, pardon the word, but she didn't want to have any nigger grandbabies. Mm -hmm. You know, before she left this earth, she loved those grandbabies. <laughs> of course she did. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? She had to, she had to come around to, 
the whole, I guess, mixed marriage thing. It was, I, I don't, I don't know how she was raised because mm-hmm. I wasn't there. Right. I don't know what she went through. Um, I, I, I have not those details, but I do know that when I said that I would, I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she said she didn't want to see me no more. She didn't want to have nothing to do with me. And we didn't have any, any listen contact. to this, Pierre. We had no contact for like, ah, shoot, our kids Almost were 15. 12. Almost 15 our, our kids years. were 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And in the background, behind my back, she was sending her, Miss Denise was sending her pictures, was Stop sending it. her letters, mm-hmm. was sending her all this with no, nothing, nothing coming back. Yeah. For 15 years. For 15 years. Nothing coming back. But when we went in there, she had, when they actually did have contact with her, all the pictures was in her photo yeah. album. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, why do you do that? But then behind closed doors, you putting everything together so mm-hmm. you can see the development of the children. Mm-hmm. Then when she met her, it was like, boom. Yeah. We only had a couple years with um, her before, with she, her before she passed, mm-hmm. but she could have been there for 14, 15 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, he didn't know. I did all that work behind the scenes. I would send her letters. I would send her Christmas cards. Right. I would send her pictures. I would tell her we loved her still. I would just kill her with kindness. That's and right. it, that went on for 15 years with no response from her. Wow. You know? So, oh, I totally get it. So let's jump into something because I know right now you're heavy into leadership and management. Yes. Give us a definition of the difference between leadership and management. And can those two intertwine? Okay. So I'm glad you asked that question because uh, we use the words leadership and management as though they mean the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clearly define a Pierre Campbell definition. Y'all don't, y'all don't Google it because all you're going to get is definition of leadership and management. <laughs> you know, it's not going to be Pierre Campbell definition unless you watch some of my videos. <laughs> and, we, and we do. Exactly. Well, y'all want to do that. Questions. That's right. That's right. So leadership. I believe that every human being is born to be a leader. The word human being means that you should be a leader. Mm-hmm. We should have dominion, right? Yes. Okay. All right. The challenge that we have is that the way we define leader and we put value to leader is when we put the title on it, which is management. So, Let's define leadership. Leadership, my my belief of of leadership is leading in your area of gifting. Right. What is your area of gifting? Every single individual born on this earth should understand what is their area of gifting and put value to their area of gifting. Mm -hmm. The way I define value is your talents, your gifts, and your strengths. That way, when you understand that, you understand that your leadership is internal. It's not external. Leadership starts with you. You always hear me say that. A lot of people always see me post that all the time. So leadership is about leading in your area of gifting. Now, management, on the other hand, is a title. A person is a manager. That means they are leading people. Mm. That's what that means. You You are now responsible for other people's performance. So I always say, you can't have a good manager without being a leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the foundation. Every single individual has to be a leader. Yeah, and my grandmother, my grandmother Pierre says, just because you can fry chicken doesn't mean that you can own a restaurant and lead. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. 
There you go. So, so now understanding the difference and understanding that putting value to the difference, which I always talk about your difference brings value to the world. You're different. That's simple intelligence, you know, and that's going back to the whole DEI discussion as well, but understanding the difference now allows you to understand that. Okay, wait a minute. It's simply a position now. Yeah. Management is a, is a position. So a manager is the person that has the authority over people as far as leadership over people and they have they have a responsibility to support uh to to engage to uh to give direction to give vision that's what the manager is supposed to do and hold hold them accountable as well Mm. Uh, but 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 that's where the mix-up is all the time is where managers don't realize that unfortunately you're you're a leader yeah And, and and people don't just follow you just because of your title they follow you because you're a leader Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. We, we went through that in the military. You have some leaders that get put in position, mm-hmm. but don't have, it's not the, that they don't have the quality to be a leader. Cause like you said, everybody has leadership in them. They're outside of their focus where mm-hmm. they need to be. Mm-hmm. So like if you're providing purpose, direction, influence over an actual group of personnel or a group of people, mm-hmm. you have to lead, You'll lead them and they won't even know they're being led if you're a good manager. It's just like, man, he just gives me, you know, he gives me a nugget here, give me a mm-hmm. nugget there. But he's not, he's he's not micromanaging me. He's not doing this. It's because he's leading you without you knowing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that that's when you know that you're in your you're in your, your wheelhouse, wheelhouse and mm-hmm. you wanna, that's where you need to be. Is because you're giving direction, you're giving purpose, you're showing them influence. Mm-hmm. They're following you. They're asking directions, and guess what? It comes easy versus yeah. having to like, like herding cats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying absolutely. To, trying to absolutely. herd cats, you're in your wrong place. That's where that, you're in the wrong space and time. So you gotta gotta maneuver yourself out of that. Let mm-hmm. me let me ask you this, Pierre. I had a manager at the job that I, I worked before this. Great process manager, great systems manager, but she led through intimidation. Mm. And I tell people all the time that I think I'm a great leader, but I also think I'm a great leader because I learned from her what not to do. Mm -hmm. I think it's so powerful to learn what not to do as you're learning what to do. Do you agree with that? And, and, And could you elaborate a little bit on how you as a follower, even though you have leading in you, can look at another leader and learn what not to do. Yeah, that's one of the, probably one of the best ways to learn Mm -hmm. is to see what not to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a good saying, a good word that says, uh, don't despise the days of small beginnings. Mm -hmm. It's a good word that says that, right? And then there's also the thought of, uh, in simple intelligence, I always say failure is the prerequisite for success. Right. So you look, you may look, and you're a manager. I'm speaking yeah. to like a manager right now. Say a manager saying, "Well, I'm not that good of a manager." Well, if you're looking to learn, you're looking to grow. Right. Then this, that you're you're on the pro- pro- trajectory to becoming a great manager. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you are school of hard knocks, nobody taught me, so I'm not going to teach them nothing. I'm not going to do whatever you do. Mm-hmm. What I say to do, and that's it. I'm the boss. I'm a boss. This. I'm a boss. That. That stuff is. It's. It's toxic. Yeah. Those. Those those terms are toxic. Mm -hmm. Boss. This. Boss. That. No. 
Boss is, <laughs> no, it's leader. Yeah. Okay? And leader serves. Leader supports. Serves. Yes, because you are responsible for other people's performance. That's what management is all about. Mm -hmm. So what that means is you're responsible for teaching, supporting, growing, developing, uh, 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 promoting other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what you do. You inspire other people to do their work. And my husband said you promote without bias, without feeling like you're competing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm. because, because the, the reason why you, that manager that you had operated like that is because of their pre they didn't learn from their previous situation. They learned from the thought process of, look, you know, they were hard on me as a, as a direct report. So I'm going to be hard on my direct reports. Right. And it comes from a place from, for, for, from insecurity. So now you're not, you're not secure with the fact that where you're, where you sit as a leader. So you're like, I'm not going to let my direct reports know everything. Yeah. So you're, 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 you're the disconnect of trust, which is the most important thing that you need to have with your direct reports, that disconnect with trust is never there. You're never building the relationship. You know? Pierre, let me ask you something. I'm going to flip the script a little bit and look at it from a parental. My, I've heard people always say, well, well, my dad was hard on me and my dad did this to me and right. I turned out fine. So right. I'm going to do the same thing. And I can remember us with our kids trying to lead them in that, that way. Right. And found out we have three kids with three completely different personalities. That only worked on one child. Come on. Only worked on one child. Those other two kids could care less about that type of, of teaching or upbringing. So do you feel like that, that leadership is not just for the workplace, but that's for your home as well? Yeah, 100%. Let me give you the operative word in this, context. Mm. Mm -hmm. Leadership with context. So you, you all know that I wrote the book, Simple Intelligence. Y'all got Absolutely. the book. Absolutely, I have it right here behind me. There you go. And a lot of people have that book. And the, the next book is the, the next book is the first principle out of that book. The next book, the title of the next book is The First Principle of Simple Intelligence, which is okay. my response. So I'm going to ask you, when that book come out, will you come back? Of course. Okay. Of course. All right. Of course. Of course. So the, the title of the book is My Response is My Responsibility. My whole family uses that, Pierre. I brought, <laughs> I brought that to this house. Wow. And, and you taught it to us, what, some, it's been 10 years almost, it's hasn't it? More, we we wasn't even living mm -hmm. here yet. It's crazy. It's been 10 years. Yeah. Knowing you and your That's family. crazy. Wow. That is crazy. But I brought, that is that, that's the thing that I brought home. My, my middle daughter, who we call is the rebel of the family. Okay. He's our black sheep, and she uses that on us. Ooh. You know why? You know why? Because that is the first step to personal leadership. And it's not taught in our systems. Yeah. The first system that we are, the first system that we're brought into from the hospital is what? The house. Yes. So good for you. Good for you for taking that and put embrace embracing that and implementing it into your system. The second system that we move into once we once the child becomes of age of five, six, is the educational system. That's not taught. Human relational skills. My response is my responsibility. Your response is your responsibility. If I understand that my response is my responsibility, I'm going to be very careful how I approach you and what I speak to you and what I say to you. And when I'm going to, uh, trying to communicate with you, 
I'm going to speak so that you receive what it is that I want to say and that I'm saying. Right. Mm-hmm. That's leadership and management in itself. So if we start at the foundation, which is context, to get back to your question, Mm -hmm. context is key when you're talking about leadership. Because we can use these uh, leadership skills and competencies in multiple things, from the job to the home to to wherever, to the sports field, uh, to, to the sports arena. You can use these things, and they're all transferable, but context is key. So that's why it's important to understand the context of a thing before you start responding to it so quickly. Mm. And so that's why. So. So, yes, I agree with you, you know, making sure that, the, you know, having that, 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 that understanding that you can bring certain things into the home that you learn from work and the same thing, vice versa. But we got we got to be careful of what we say we believe to be true mm. and, and, and and be OK with questioning the truth that we have as a narrative in our minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like when you go into a company, I remember the pushback when I started with this company and they said, well, we always did it like that. We always did it like mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, that doesn't mean it's right. And yeah. that doesn't mean it can't change or right. evolve. You know, my husband was a great mentor for me when I started in management. I am so blessed to have, him as my mentor <laughs> because you don't know <laughs> you wait wait stick a pin all ladies <laughs> listening right now you don't know what these words do for a husband yeah oh yeah of course well ladies stick a pin <laughs> receive what i'm saying these simple words <laughs> well is the gas that lights the fire for your husband yeah. these simple words That's are right. The gas that's the fuel for his car to go get that money. Yeah. To go get that, that whatever it is, contract or whatever it is. These simple words, but it's coming from you. Yeah. That's where the value is. Let me go back and I'm going to let you yeah. talk. You gave me chills now. Yeah. It's the truth. It's the simplest thing. Yeah. It's the simplest thing. Well, he has been a major mentor. He is my mentor. And man, when I first started management, I was kind of all over the place. I knew how to lead with my heart. I always knew that I wanted what was right for everyone. And I've always been an inclusive person. I didn't know what it was called, but I've always been that person. And one of the things he taught me, he said, a great leader removes emotions from the business so you can see everyone and everyone gets a fair chance to be lead in the led in the right direction. So I totally understand when you say trust in context, you know, that you, but I had to learn that. And I'm so grateful that he was there for me to call or, or to, to jot things down or to, to throw bullets at for him to help me to learn that leadership is so much more than just managing, you know? So thank you so much for that. Now, let me ask you a question. How does a leader tap into those same qualities or gifts in their own employees? How do they tap into those gifts? Okay. So the number way, number one way for a leader to tap into the qualities as a of leader, their own employees, mm-hmm. their own employees is to one first build relationships. I have a leadership model. So I have a leadership model. I have a management model. And I think it's very important to everybody to go to the website, PierreCamp.com and look under the leadership development tab and you can see the models right there. And these are the frameworks that I use, these two leadership model and a management model to coach. And we use them as a company because I have a team as well. 
right. to, to coach leaders so that they can understand the value of connecting with your people, your direct reports. So let's go back down to the foundational and the root of management. You're responsible for other people's performance. In order to get other people to perform, your title alone does not just drive them. The fact that you're paying them alone does not just motivate them or inspire them. Great leaders build relationships with their direct reports. They build trust. They build understanding. They see the differences in their people and they value the differences. Similar to like, you look at your children. You just said, you just gave the example, Denise. Brian, you said, one child, it worked on. The other two, it didn't work on. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Guess what? It's the same thing with being a manager. All managers should be taught that your direct reports all bring value to the, the transferable skills. They have different desires. They have different aspirations. And a part of your responsibility is to tap into what they bring. So you have to build relationships. So if you go down to the leadership model the or the management model, the management model, let's talk about that side. The management model, the base of the management model is people. That's the foundation of a manager's responsibility. Mm -hmm. And then the second part is processes. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure that your people understand their processes. You have to make sure that the people understand their value. Make sure that people understand that you value them as an individual, not just the corporation. What's the corporation? The corporation is just a name. They work, people work for people. People work with people. People work for people. That's it. People work for other people. You need to bring him into your company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so when you understand that, what the manager is supposed to do now is supposed to connect with the individual. Take time. Stop looking at the, we talked about this early on. We have a tendency as leaders to look at the tangible results. When I say leaders in this aspect, I'm talking about managers of people. Right. Look at the tangible results and you're being measured off of the tangible results. But in all actuality, there's a saying that I've coined is results are a byproduct of people's performance. Mm-hmm. So hey, if one more time, Pierre, say it. Res- results are a byproduct of people's performance. Yes. Tweet that, post that, whatever. Say yeah. Pierre Campbell hashtag after a couple that. times. Hashtag. <laughs> wait, wait, say Pierre Campbell a couple times after that. I know y'all <laughs> going to take it. All right. We got you. I'm talking about the people that's listening. So so why do I say that? I say that because I think it's important for people to understand that if you understand as a manager that results are a byproduct of people's performance, you will not devalue the intangible inspiration and responsibility as from, from you being their leader. Right. Right. And because you're not being held accountable. Now, this is the big part right here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because leaders aren't specifically being held accountable for the intangible. Then everything is focused on the tangible. Mm -hmm. Wow. This Excel spreadsheet. Let's look at the revenue. Let's look at the let's look at the number count, the head count. Let's look at the let's look at how many people are. are, are, What's the what's the retention rate What's everything is all these numbers. Right. But what's driving it is is, is the leader, the intangible ability to have the competency, the skill set, the motivation, the inspiration, the desire to want to lead other people. That's right. I love it. I love it. But go ahead. I was going to say, I always check people's uh, body language when they come in because you don't know what they've been through 
for mm -hmm. the 12 hours, 13 hours, they, they were away from, from their desk or their, mm -hmm. their objective, you know, coming to work. And you have to pay attention to that first before you get them into their day. That's so right. sometimes just a regular hi, you know, how's everything going? And listening to, to them goes a long way. They'll be like, mm -hmm. oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, I appreciate you even caring or even noticing that mm -hmm. everything was, you know, something was wrong, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. That's, that's where it starts. How do, now you said when you talk about people, people work for people. How do you teach others to take that same quality of being a leader and they infuse the equity and inclusion part of mm -hmm. it and foster that progressive work environment? So now you, 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 you're working them then with their leadership and their qualities and you still got to get the work done, but you also are paying attention to that DE&I portion of your environment and you wanting them to foster a more inclusive and progressive environment. How do you... How do you tap into that to lead them there as well? Well, the first thing is, I think, giving credit to what Brian, the way Brian just said that he leads. He always looks at the person's body body language. He always pays attention to the individual. Remember I said from a diversity, equity, inclusion perspective, all it is is human relational skills. It's not just looking at the person's color and saying the person's race or the person's um, choice of who to love or the person's religious background. It's not right. that. It's about human relational skills. It's about empathy. It's about understanding that everybody's going through something, including me, including you. Empathy. Empathy. Understanding that people are going through something. And if you're responsible for other people's performance, and I like the old adage of teaching management like a broken record player, y'all. Play it. Play it. You said play it. Yeah. Play yeah. It. You know, you know when it skips. Remember back in the day, the record players, I know the young people don't know about that. We know. Yeah, y'all know about that, right? So the so the record player, you put it on and then it's like, it like red, red wine. <laughs> red, red wine. You'll hear red, red wine like three, four times. So what am I saying? I'm saying that if you notice, I'm saying results are a byproduct of people's performance. So if you know that, and that is your foundation of your leadership, the way you lead, you're making sure that your people are okay. Now I'm not saying be a Pollyanna and ignore poor performance. Yeah, that is uh, you don't tolerate poor performance. Mm -hmm. Break it down now. I hate I hate to take this over, but think about this, Pierre. You broken record. Mm -hmm. What it was is the needle was dull, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't as sharp as it needed to be. Mm. It was mundane every day. You understand what I'm saying? So you needed wow. to give them something to sharpen themselves up. Now don't skip. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. So, so, so what was the intricate part of it? It was the needle, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. The and and so and so, who's the needle? The leader. The leader. Yeah. Come the leader. on, y'all. So we keep and we keep and we keep focusing on the people, but the leaders need leadership development and 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 and, and, and the, the challenge. Need leadership development. Oh, of course. Yeah. We teach today. Yeah, because 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 here it is. We, once again, we focus as a, a company as an organization on the end result, which is a tangible result, which is maybe the revenue, which is the head count, and all these different things that are tangible, conversion rates. These are numbers that show up on an Excel spreadsheet. I'm talking for executive view, or even mid-level mid -level manager view. You're looking at spreadsheets, and you're, you're looking for motivation through these numbers that go up and down, but right. these numbers are a byproduct of people's performance. Mm -hmm. So if you forget that, 
you will be disconnected from the human relational side of it. And then the next thing you know, you're sitting there just spewing out directives, not understanding Mm -hmm. that maybe that email that you shot off, it was, it it was, it was without emotional connection. It was so direct that you forgot that this person just lost a, a parent to COVID. Or this person right here, their 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 spouse just just died of cancer, or maybe someone's child just they lost they lost their child. Something happened to their child. So what I'm saying is, we got to get back to one. We have to we have to like destroy the narrative of this hard knock life where leaders don't help don't don't get get held accountable for the intangible leadership, true leadership. That's yeah. number one. Number two, we got to start really coaching and training leaders to be leaders. Exactly. And the only way that happens is, is if you put a clause in their performance review or evaluation that talks about these intangible things. Mm. And then throughout the year, now I'm dropping a big nugget. You are. You are. Come big on. Nugget. And then throughout the year as an organization, you are taking, making sure that you, you talk about these things during developmental sessions. Because you're planting that seed continuously. Yeah. yeah, because now you now you now that direct report who is a manager or senior level manager, they know they better have the right attitude. Because mm. they're being they're being asked how you people how you people taking your approach. How many people have you promoted in the past two years? Three. Right. Right. You know, they're being asked specific questions that have to do with the intangible leadership skills that drive the results. Mm. Mm. Awesome. You teaching today? That is awesome. Teaching. So, staying in the vein of that diversity, equity, inclusion, do you find that some work cultures that you that you have worked with or 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 been a part of building those leadership development qualities? Do you find that some of those work cultures are more apt to push the DEI agenda versus others? Like, or like for instance, like I I've been around uh, tech cultures that they could care less about it. Right. But then I've been around marketing cultures that they want to embrace that DNI agenda. Have you found that in your in your work of, of developing leaders? Yeah. So I've worked with a lot of companies, um, a lot of corporate companies, government contracting companies, and everything is with context. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so for from a general perspective, I can't say yes, I found that to be true, that it's being pushed. I will say from a general perspective that the DEI concept and the reason why we have DEI in the forefront of our minds throughout all industries across the world is because of what happened with that with George Floyd right. and you know the situation that where it's like okay everybody's like okay I'm not having this. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to part one of this episode. Part two coming soon. Thank you, friends, for hanging with us. We got you. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And also, please follow us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. Our social platform is at Diverse Love. That's D-I-V-E-R-S-E-L-U-V. And don't forget, you can listen to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Thank you, friends. We love y'all for real. Okay, me. Take us out. It's truth and coffee time. Help me not think about all my lows. Think of who you are sometimes. Girl, you always on my mind. Looking like it's truth and coffee time. Tell me what you really want to know. Girl, it ain't